doge, dogelito. I never can imagine people who live a whole life with pain. That must be so tough for them, mm. you know? And like me, like a human being, you always want to help people. Pain is some serious business. It ain't everyone who knows what to do about it. Now I hear there's a podcast just about this. It doesn't talk of pain alone, but other interesting things distracting the mind from it. So I suggest you tune in to Outsmart the Pain and listen to what Karsten has to say about it. Get ahead. Get it done. Listen to the podcast and maybe change your life or someone else's. I have the great honor to talk to Dogge Dogelito. And just so you actually know it's him, vi måste säga någonting på svenska så att de känner igen rösten. Hallå allihopa, Dogelito här uppe i mixen, kicka ut den vid karsten och vi testar hur det här kommer gå på engelska. Det är lite roligt. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh, he just said that he likes more people to listen to this one or English ones, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Uh, I must start by telling uh, the people how we met because this is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in TV4. Yeah, TV show. TV show. And I was there to talk about pain. And then we just met in the green room or backstage or whatever. And you were in a man's panel. Yes. Talking about mothers. Mothers and thieves. Thieves, actually. Yes, yeah, Why? Thieves yeah, after, that was two topics. So wow, that that was too <laughs> strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I immediately felt that you're really a, a warm-hearted person, really. And we started to talk about pain. Yes. And you were really interested. You wanted a copy of my book. And uh, then just by chance, I just threw away a question: Would you like to be a part of my uh, pod? <laughs> and you immediately said yes, and it was not like uh, when could we have the interview, but where are you? I'm coming. <laughs> yes. So my first impression of you: you're uh, super spontaneous, but yes. you want things to happen. That's yeah, yes, what yes. I think about you. Yeah, yeah that's how. So tell me, who are you? No, I'm. Uh, my name is Douglas Leon, but my artist name is Doge Dogelito, and uh, this year I have seen for 39 years. So I go for 40 years celebration next year. I do 23 albums. I have won two Grammys and I am involved in Swedish Music Hall of Fame. Same day with ABBA. So oh. I have a nice music life. Mm. Just, and I still do it, you know, and I am just happy. And in my work, sometimes it's TV shows and things and I meet people. And I, I notice in my life that I really Uh, love to meet new people, not the normal people that I meet in music business, like other people that I don't meet. Like so, mm. so that was funny that I meet you in this TV show that we talk about pain and everything because I never was thinking of that before. Mm. Like a lot of people actually, they yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and but I am interested of it because mm. I see the man who was sitting beside us and he had so much pain, so he was angry. Mm. But he don't try to be angry because he was in the TV show. <laughs> But you see, he was like mm. taking it easy. But 
I was feeling that he had pain, hmm. you know, and that is, uh, I never can imagine people who live a whole life with pain. That must be so tough for them, hmm. you know, and like I me, mean, like a human being, you always want to help people. You want to help them too, but I don't know nothing about this, hmm. you know, so, hmm. so it was interesting to see you two guys there, you know. Hmm. That's how we meet. Yeah, we might get into the pain business uh, in a while. Actually, what what I remember, I just said before that I don't Google people up because I want to uh, uh, talk like if someone doesn't know who you are, I would ask the same questions as they would. Yeah, but, but what I remember is, yeah. of course, Latin Kings. Yes. I mean, that's uh, your big show off, at least in the beginning, yes, I guess. Yes, yes. It was my, my youth group that I was singing for 15 years. Mm. Are you still singing or is it? Yeah, no, I'm still singing, but not with them. I stopped after 15 years. We did five albums. Mm. And then I went 2007, I went for solo because my wife was dying in cancer. Mm. So after she died, I was feeling like I don't want to be in a group anywhere. I want to sing my own songs, you mm. know, I do my own solo career. So I did that. I, I just changed direction in life, direction in life. Mm. It was. Today I was feeling very happy with that. It was yeah. the best thing for me. But people always want me to go back to the old group and do old songs. And but I never in life I never look back. I always look front and try to test and see new things. You mm. know, always, always. That is how I am, like a person. Mm. You know, that was then, and I was happy for that. But when we met, uh, we actually took a picture where you held my book <laughs> it yeah. was like a promotional picture almost so uh, and I, I told the people at work that I met you yeah. and they were like hey you need to put that picture up on our board in the room so I did yeah. and everyone had some kind of connection to you I mean they remember things and and one of those things uh, was actually about your wife yeah. uh, they, they said that oh uh, he was through some tough times with his wife uh, who had cancer, I yeah, think. Yeah, she was had cancer, a... and uh, it was, it's come very fast, and she died very fast. We just get married, we just buy a house, we just get the kid, and my, my wife died when the kid was two and a half years old. Mm. So it was like so strange feeling, you know. Mm. But that was 18 years ago. 18 years ago. Yes, yeah, so it was a long time ago now for mm. me, and I'm still young, but that was a special trip. Mm, of course, yeah, and and uh, becoming the sole dad then uh, of, of yeah, your yeah. child, yeah, yeah. yes. And and what did your rest of your family look like uh, with parents or sister brothers? I yeah, don't I have know. two sisters. I have two brothers, and uh, we are a big family. I still have my mother and father in life. Mm. They live in the same community like I did, and we have good contact. And everything is nice, you know. Mm -hmm. I've been through a lot of things in my life, so I think that's make me so, what you say, life happy and spontaneous because I know life can be short. Like I have a kid who died too, so I've been through a lot of things. Mm. So after that, I, I was feeling like, after the sorrow, I was feeling like I want to live life to the fullest, you know, mm. I want to do what I love, I want to meet people, I want to travel, I want to see things. I don't want to sit home and feel sorry for myself, mm. you know. I want to I want to go out in the world and grab everything I can. Mm. But actually that is something very, very important that I try to talk about in the pod is when it's so dark in life, you really need to find something 
to engage your brain in. Like if you have pain, yeah. there are some people that say, oh, I, I, I need to give up because this is terrible. Yeah. But you really didn't. And you were through some very troubling times, I guess. Yes. Uh, and, but you wanted to live your life. I, I, I want to live my life with my wife. But since God took my wife in cancer, what happened? I, I, I was feeling alone, you know, mm. but I was free. But I was only feeling alone when I have this thinking of that I'm alone, you know, mm. because the world is full of people, you know, you know, you, you must go out and find new things, you know, mm. it's very, yeah, that was happened to me was very, uh, made me very sad and bad and for the kid too, lost mm. the mother and I lost my wife. It was heavy times, you know, mm. but one day my daughter said to me, I think two, three years after one year, I don't remember, but she said a very special thing. She said to me, and she was very young, like a little kid, you know, so, uh, that first you are sad and then you get happy. And when I hear that little kid who said that to me, I was thinking, okay, if I don't fight for myself, then I'm going to give up. I must fight for mm. my daughter. You know? So, so she changed my mind a lot mm. by saying that to me, you know? And then I say, okay, let's make the best of the situation, you know. And then I start to record music, travel, try to work hard, do a lot of things that come in my way, you know. Mm. For example, I did a commercial, the name is Sikil Pushape. That's probably one of the most famous, uh, what do you say? commercials in Sweden. I was going to say that that was the second thing, you know, yeah, yeah. The, I know the store that if yeah. you bought something, you would get a bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still remember that one. I wonder, wow. Yes, that, that story is so crazy. So we're gonna we we now in the we were writing a book about it because when my wife died, I stopped to work and I was home stopped to drink whiskey, smoking, taking down the but, grapes yeah. in home and was very uh, was depressed and didn't know what I was going to do. So I didn't work. So I lost more and more money. And one day I didn't have no much money, money anymore, you know? And I was saying, okay. And I, I took out the phone. At that time, I still had the, the phone. The phone in the wall. The yep. wall you know? mm -hmm. And it was an old fax machine, you know, this, mm -hmm. that everybody have at the office. And I had that too, you know, and I had to get out when my wife died. And I'd say, no, I don't, don't want to meet nobody. But when the money was finished, I say, I must fix work. Okay. I put it in again. So I put the in again and I, and I say to myself, okay, I take the first call and take the work, you know, and then was calling for this commercial and I took it and that commercial went nationwide. It was so crazy. I went to tour for three years, I think. Do you think they sell any more bikes because of that? Or do you know that? I was meeting some bike sellers person and they was very angry of me <laughs> because everybody gets bikes free in the in these other stores you know so, so they, they wouldn't sell, buy anything so from them selling less bikes because you can buy a refrigerator and you get the bike for free so why are you going to go to uh, to a bike store so they was angry it was an italian guy it was yeah hey, i hate you but i love you anyway because the commercial was so nice but i hate you for that because i lost lost a lot of money you know? and then we laughed both we were because so funny but after that, my life changed. You know, I, I was a star in this group, Latin Kings. But after that commercial, I went 
nationalized or we say everybody knows me, mm. not just people who listen to music. Normal people don't listen to music uh, have seen this commercial too. So that make me even more bigger, you know. And uh, it was really funny times, you know. And now I'm writing a book about it because it was, it was a life changer in many ways, you know. I meet a lot of people and even old people who don't listen to music or my music was hugging me and saying, well, I love you, you're so funny guy and you're so strong and you know they it was really nice times you know uh, have you just started writing the book or is it soon yeah, the no, book show you or... started where you started we're going to finish it uh, i have some uh, ghost writing mm? people who helping me with that because uh, i want to do the story good you know sometimes if you write it alone it's good too but i think it's good to have other people who think oh what is good what is bad too you know mm. So, so we do it together, and it's going to be really funny. And everybody who was involved in this commercial is going to be in the book, and it's going to be nice, you know, because I think the story must be told because mm. it was from the bottom to the top. Mm. You know, we we went to the top after that commercial, and even today, you know, that commercial come out two thousand and seven, and it's fifteen years ago, mm. and still I can walk down the street and people, hey, seeking to chop it. They just, uh, so still 15 years after that, they just shine up like a mm -hmm. sun, you know. Hey, it's a good job. Make people happy is the best receipt you can get in life. The other thing that I heard uh, among my colleagues and friends was that they were actually asking if you were studying to become a minister or priest or if you were just interested in theological questions. Yeah, I was uh, studying two years in. Uh, Theologiska Högskola and the School of Theology, I would say, in yeah, yeah. by the way, two years. And then the press started to write, oh, now he's going to be priest, now he's going to do that. But I never want to be priest. I just want to learn for myself about God, Jesus, and Bible more deep. Because when you are a singer, it's very special to be a singer, you know, because you meet so much people and they asking for help. They're asking for advice. They're asking for so many things, you know. So when you're a singer that people accept and you are not a singer anymore, you are like a doctor, like a psychologist, like a friend. People can say to me, I don't know you, but it's like that I know you for a long time, but I never met you. But it's like we are know each other for a long time. That is the most common people say to me every day. People that they know on the street, you know. So I want to say hi or hug you or take a picture with you or, oh, my mother love you or it's always people coming with this thing. So when I'm seeing so long time, I get some question who is very deep about God, about all this. And sometimes I want to answer honest, but I don't know what the Bible says mm. about this. So that's why I went to the school to study this so I know what Bible say about this, so I can give the people a better answer. Mm. So that's how it was. I did it for me, but sometimes in a way that I can 
answer a lot of people who ask me so many questions. Everything yeah. from a left hundred kroner to uh, my mother is dying. Can yeah. you come here or say something? You know, it, it can be whatever. Oh. So when you're a singer, you see a lot of things people don't sometimes understand. Mm. And when you sing to you singing in sometimes in poor neighborhoods, sometimes singing in castles. It's, you meet all type of people. Right. I really love that. That's how I want to live, you know. Mm. Because the meeting is the most important in life. Mm. The most important in life you don't can almost see in your eyes is things that you feel. Mm. You know. That I have learned mm. about and and uh, you say your both parents are still uh, alive yes uh, do they both come from sweden or do you no, have no, another no. My, ancestry uh, my mother is swedish and my father is caribbean from the caribs so i used to say i'm half indian half viking mm -hmm. so i both in one and i know both my culture very well and i'm very proud of it and you know i lived in this double culture and that has only inspired me more to be who I am or what I do, you know. So it's so nice. But have you ever played Caribbean music then? Because that's yeah, very... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I play. I did some salsa songs. I did some reggaeton songs. I, yeah, yeah, I did some singing in Spanish in mm. some songs. I always used to have one or two songs in Spanish on my album. Mm. It's like, like standard for me, you know. And I played over there too. Do you have any connections left in, in uh, the Caribbean? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. My father have eight or nine brothers and sisters. And so... Do you go there and visit Every them? year. Every, every year. year. I even take my kids there too. So we are there every year. Now we have a little problem with Corona and this. So now I'm not traveling for two years. But every year I'm there. Mm. One month, two months. Yeah, mm. to, to, to get inspiration. Mm. You know. This year it wasn't there. So I was a little depressed off it. Mm. So talking about Corona, how did that affect your music work? I didn't have work for two years. That was real crazy, you know, but it was good too, because that make you think in another ways, you know, so I went to studio to work more. So in 2021, I recorded four albums and that's even a record for me you know? work, write songs and, you know, put them out in the Spotify and so I did four albums and that was so nice. So what are their names if someone wants to listen yeah, to if them? You, you go in Spotify, one is called uh, Fove Phoenix, other called Jag von Butchirka, and other called Genghis Khan Clown. I did 23 albums, mm, Yeah, but they are there so you yeah. can listen. Okay, so one of the titles or albums is Jag von Butchirka. The Lion from Buchirka is the yeah. title, and because Buchirka is a community outside Stockholm, to, to twenty minutes from here, and it's a special place because that's an immigrant place. Like ninety-five percent of the people who live there are from the rest of the world, from that part that I come from. So I grew up there, and I still live there, and it's a very special place that I really love. And this place gave me so much inspiration. So I was always named songs and albums of the place, you know, mm. so, but even the best songers is from Buchirka, like we used to say, mm. Karona, for example, she's a big star. She's from Buchirka too. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I remember I was uh, working at Huddinge Hospital yeah. uh, for uh, a part of my residency, and and uh, we were like uh, at that clinic, we were maybe twenty people around a table at lunch, and then someone said, "Well, Karsten, how does it feel to be the only Swedish guy here?" And I kind of looked around and saw that. Yeah, no one was from Sweden, and I have hadn't even thought about it yeah. because I don't really think about where you're from yeah, like yeah, that. Exactly. So, but I I understand that I'm a middle-aged white guy living, you know, uh, in Stockholm. Yeah. So, so I I I couldn't really say what it would be like to grow up in Bochirka. Yeah. But tell me something about that world yeah. that I don't know. It's like living in the whole world in the same time because there's so many cultures, so many different people, so many different religions. So from childhood, you're learning so much about this. So when you go out in the world to travel, only to travel or to work, you're already ready for that. It's like you, I don't even think of it. It's just normal. Hmm. So I was traveling one time to Africa with one guy from Umeå, I think he was, or Lulio. And we went to Africa and he, when we come to, uh, to African village, he started to say hi to him, hi, 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 hi. And the Africans told me, hey, what's wrong with him? And I tell him, no, he's from a small village in Sweden, up in the north. Maybe you don't see so many Africans at the same time. Okay, we was thinking he was crazy because <laughs> he's saying hi, 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 hi to everybody, like, you know, random people. And it was so funny when they say that to me. So then I understand that, you know, coming from Bochirka, that's give me some nice uh, life lessons, you know, mm. like, uh, like you said, you know, you don't see people, what color they have or where they came from. You, if the people are good, they're good. It doesn't matter what culture or religion or whatever they had, you know, that is not important mm. that their life, you know, and so I, I look like the world like that too, you know, mm. always did. And I get it from Bochica by free, so I'm happy with it. This part is about you and not about me, but I really must tell you a yeah, funny yeah, story yeah. about yeah. meeting people. When yeah. we moved from, uh, I'm actually from Umeå as well, or Wilhelmina oh. in, oh, in, okay, in, okay. in Inland. Yeah. Uh, but when we moved to Stockholm, uh, we went to this uh, place uh, where a lot of uh, apartments and I thought, I am not going to be that guy who, you know, doesn't meet anyone. I want to say hello to everyone. Yeah. So as soon as I saw anyone, you know, coming in the corridor, I said hi. And they kind of looked uh, not bothered, but they thought, who is this guy? And I thought maybe that's because they're from Stockholm, but I will continue. So I said, hello, my name is Karsten. And they, yeah, 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 I come from the northern part of Sweden. Yes. And I I, I saw that they tried to, you know, pass me, but yeah. I stopped them. Yeah. And I said, yeah, you know, my wife, we live on the first floor. We have uh, children and all that. And, and I continue like that. Yeah. And after a while, I said to my wife, I wonder how big this apartment complexes because I don't recollect anyone I see like I've seen them twice and I talk to them all the time and then we realized that uh, at the basement there was a dentist <laughs> so everyone was going to the dentist <laughs> yeah, yeah. and this crazy guy was stopping them telling them their life story about moving from the northern part of Sweden yeah. my name is Karsten yeah I have some toothache uh, and we live here <laughs> so you can't be too social yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a funny story, mm -hmm. but it, it was more funny because I was telling about my friend hmm? from the same, almost from the same place, did the same thing, but in Africa. 
yeah. yeah, both Stockholm and Africa. Yeah, because he was thinking good, you know, mm. but even then was suspicious, you know, yeah. of this thing, you know. Mm. And and uh, I I can tell that you see the positive things in in everything. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 always always I learned that to do yeah. that. Even even the corona, you say that oh, but I could you know divert it. But to talk about the serious things or that people always see negative things but talking about uh, towns outside Stockholm for instance uh, in these times we talk a lot about uh, the violence against the police yeah, and, you yeah, know yeah. A burn in the Korean or yeah. how you say in English yeah. this just happened yes. uh, just a few uh, do you have any thoughts of that um, that that I because I think it's a I say a line of wrong uh, decisions yeah. i think that is when you do bad it's going to end up like this so it's a spiral mm. if you do a bad thing it's going to be more bad than bad and bad and more bad and that's mm. what we see you know yeah so but do you think the relationship between like for instance the swedish police is, is it good with the rest of the community or do you think that sweden is going in the wrong direction or i think the police need more tools mm. to work and have more easy to work with the the bad things in the society they need better tools you know they are still a little stuck in old laws and old things that don't really work 2022 mm. then because the law is for people who lived in the 70s for example and mm. it don't, don't work now 2022 sweden's look different is is it's another country. Mm. I can I remember how Sweden was when I was little, and now it's totally changed. Mm. So they need more tools, I think. Then even these places that they went to, they need also, uh, what I say, uh, working with the youth there so they can educate themselves. And mm. I think if you can throw a stone to the police, you can be the best doctor in the world. For example, you all, you you mm. you must learn them early to change directions mm. only. But probably this direction never came to them. So, but I don't know them, so I don't can speak about people I know. But that's how I'm thinking, you know. Mm. And then, why bring a guy who coming with hate and spread the hate? That for me too is very crazy. Mm. They just should shut him down and send him back to his country, you know. So then we're not going to have this situation. So I think the whole spiral is bad from mm. many small decisions and it. Small yeah. decision. Everybody from the guy who threw the stone, from the police who said yes to the guy who come there, and from the guy who come there. Mm. So everybody, mm. everybody's involved in this. You know? mm. Mm. So we, we, I think we need to think in another way mm. in Sweden, you know, because when I was little, Sweden have a saying. My grandmother always used to say like this. I don't know in English, but ordning mm. or reda. How you say that in English? Ordning. Yeah, it should be order and uh, I don't know. I have to look it up. Ordning or Yeah. Ordning or mm. That's for me is synonym with Sweden. Ordning or reda. That that is Sweden, and I feel now is no ordning or in Sweden. Mm. It's, it's like a ship on a stormy. See, OC, and nobody wants to take the the steering wheel or steering what you call it on a boat. Yeah, yeah. Was <laughs> nobody wants to steer mm. the boat mm. to the to the good side because you need a good captain to to 
to steer it out of the storm, you know. Mm. And I feel like we don't have this captain in Sweden now, you know. We 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 are lost and nobody knows. Even though we in the ship don't know where we're gonna go. Mm. And I hope it's come somebody who can steer this ship in the right way in the future. Because now it's a lot of problem in the country. And owning Oreda is so long away. Mm. When I was little, you don't even see a gum paper on the street, you know, mm. in Sweden. No, and you're respected when you were talking to people. I, I talk a lot to yeah. teachers who say yeah. how, how the students are yeah. kind of behaving. And, yeah. and I was like, I, I would be too afraid when I was a child to even raise my voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. And things have changed a lot in Sweden. And that's, that's scary, I think. Mm. Because Sweden is a small country and we need to take care of each other, you know. If not, we're going to lose everything that generation have built up and paid mm. for us, you know, <gasps> and what is gonna, how is this gonna end up? I don't know. Mm. And now we even have the bigger picture with the, the war in Ukraine yeah. and if Sweden is going to be a, a member of NATO, which like yeah. six months ago, no, no one would talk about. And now suddenly we're somewhere we wouldn't even think about. Yeah, we are in a war situation and that is real scary because Sweden should be I was thinking Sweden should be real natu natural now. Mm. Now it's more important than ever to be neutral. To be neutral, yeah. Neutral, yeah. neutral. Mm. yeah. And, but now all these people screaming high with all the weapons and everything. So do we want NATO or do we want peace? And I'm going to vote for peace. Mm. I, I, I believe in peace and uh, discussion, diplomatic, mm. talking. That is that is more Swedish. I I don't think Sweden in war. That sounds very rare. Mm. Yeah, we've been in peace for two hundred years. So yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. That, that's that sounds crazy. Mm. I so I I don't I hope we we can find out enough in Swedish too. <laughs> but we should be in peace. Yeah. We, we don't should uh, get involved in all this uh, weapon business. Mm. I think it's bad for us. Mm. That's a bad decision, really bad. So getting back now, we wow got into some really yeah. uh, serious stuff. But uh, I was thinking about your children. Yes. Uh, did they uh, kind of do the same thing as you with music no, or nobody, something? No, no, nobody. I think they get overdose of music <laughs> of, of me, so they get tired of it. There was. So they was literally went to my shows, follow here, I'm gonna go this thing there. So they are tired of it. They want to do another things. Mm. So I don't wanna press them on that. They can do whatever they want, you know. So I I one girl have a real talent, but she don't use it. So we're gonna see what happens. Mm. Nothing is too late, you know. Sometimes she just change the way and do music one day. Mm. We're gonna see what happens. But I don't press them on nothing on that. Mm. Yeah. And it's a different time, you know. I was singing when I was little, I really want to be a singer. When I was really, really little, so, but they don't have these dreams really. I didn't hear them say things like that. One thing that you talked about in TV was the man's panel. Yes, uh, yes. You and two other guys yes. were talking about, I, I, I guess, manly stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You talked about mothers. Have you been talking about fathers as well? No, no, we never talked about that. Is, that was this issue this time was 
topic was mothers. Mm -hmm. What's your conclusion about mothers then? I was saying in the, this TV show, I love every mother. Yeah. You know, mothers is only love, you know, so they do a lot of work with the kids, you know, and you have to respect that and help them so much you can, you know, because to have children in this time that we're living in now is heavy, you know, it's tough, you know. Like you say in school, they, they screaming, they say whatever they want, they yell at the teacher. Imagine how much they yell how much mothers and do crazy things, you know. It's tough to be a mother, you know, to, to taking care of kids nowadays. It's a two-time work, you know. And mm. then they're going to do career too and work too. Mm. Because nowadays mothers work. They have their own career and uh, it's uh, tough for them. So, Do you think that's good that they having to have two careers or, or how, how do you look on the you motherhood? You ask them, but I, I noticed that it's very tough for them because they want to work, they want to have their own life, they want to make their own money and that is good. But sometimes when the kids come, they are them taking more and more uh, care of the kids. Mm. So it's very stressful for them, you know, a lot of stress mm. and uh, that is not good. So the man must come in and help them so much they can, you know, mm. but still the kids are there and the work are there. So I don't know what is good. I don't want to say it's better for them to do another things because I think people must do what they want to do, you know, in life. And now in Sweden, woman is so before other countries in the world in these uh, questions and uh, i think it's good and we see fathers now taking more responsibility about the kids than we see many years back so we, we see what all this gonna land and see what happens mm -hmm. but, it, but it's interesting i still is i still is still in progress i i don't think the fathers or the mothers know the real answer of this. You know? No. Because, um, but I see mothers are very tired. And when they get tired, they get first tired of the man. Mm. Throw him out, or they stop, and they, what do you say? Get a divorce? They get a divorce. And okay, you're gonna divorce if it's not good, but I don't think a divorce is good for the kids. Because kids love both moms and fathers, so that is not good. That is one thing that I noticed that the parents get so tired that they get tired of each other that they divorce. And one day they have a new dad or a new mother and the kids get very confused. And I think it's tough for them, mm. for the kids. My mo mother and father was divorcing when I was six years old. And that was the worst day in my life. Mm. Still, when I was 15, I was angry about that. Now I'm thinking of that, how I was feeling at that time. I miss my father so much. I couldn't accept that, what happened. So you stayed with your mother? I stayed mm -hmm. with my mother mm -hmm. because yeah. the law was saying that. I stayed with my mother and my father was a natural man. Okay. The mother got to take care of the kids. That's the nature, you know. I was with my mother, but I was missing my father so much. So, of course, I get affected of it, you know. And then I went to the street and tried to find out other fathers, 
let's say, role models. Mm. And that was bad. Mm. So I think divorcing is not bad, not good for a family, you know. And I think we divorce very easy in Sweden. And maybe you get a better, nicer life or your wife get a better, nicer life. But you must always think double because the kids are going to get worse. Mm. They're going to feel that very strong to lose someone that they really love. Mm. Because kids, for the most, love their mother and their father. Mm. Yeah, in, in this pod, I, I usually try not to get too political or anything like that because everyone has different views. But I, I've, I've been married almost 30 years now and uh, I always said that if you should divorce and you you live in a an apartment or a house you shouldn't you should actually let the kids stay there and then the parents would have every second week and yeah. not have the kid move around to their yeah, parents exactly. because it's exactly the children that we need to you know raise and and make them uh, comfortable with their lives and and yeah. not being stressed about it so I guess that some Yeah, because, we have the same idea there. Yeah, because that's going to make scars in the soul of the kids when these things happen, you know. And a lot of human beings, I say that is better to just say, man, a lot of human beings, is it our nature to be egoistic? Hmm. Trying to find other uh, role models in the street, and you yeah. said that wasn't so good. No. Uh, so how how did you... Get away from that then? What what made I it never change? I get away from that. I was end up in jail mm. for that. I was beating up police and did all, taking drugs and all different crazy things. Mm. And then I get older and wiser and understand that it's nothing for me mm. to do this, you know. But uh, I, I was thinking that the divorce was the ground for that. Mm. The disappointment, the frustration. I took it out on the streets later, you know. Mm. I was thinking that. So you were angry inside or? Angry and disappointed and I think that. Mm. And you, you must remember, you know, when my mother and father lived together, the economy was okay, you know. We have a good life and can buy things and, you know. But as soon as they divorce, both get poor mm. because yeah. it was one economy, you know. And that was an issue too, I think. Mm. You know, had bad clothes, don't eat good. Mm. Do you work anything with with the children that have those problems now in your community, or have you no, seen? I used to travel around schools, churches, uh, jails, and uh, tell my story. Mm. And in that way, I can help them. You know, tell my story, and uh, they appreciate it. You know. That that they know they're not alone, you know. That a lot of people go through this, and when they hear my story and they say, "Ah, oh, but you made it," yeah, maybe because I was so hungry. So, so I think it, that is the best way I can help them to tell them my story, you know, mm. what I went through, how I was feeling, and all this. Mm. That is the best thing that that they don't feeling they are alone. Mm. As a lot of kids who who go through this just now when we're talking. Mm. Yeah, you're not alone. No, you're not no. alone. And that helped a little. Mm. 
because they're feeling very alone. So talking about not being alone, that, that's some of the things that I usually tell the patients I meet that have pain because they think they're alone, that no one can help them. And, mm. and or, do you have any experience of long-term pain in your uh, surrounding, in your family, or have you been healthy? Thank God I've been healthy. The only I was talking to was this, my wife who get cancer. Mm. And she, I was with her to the end, you know, mm. and that was the worst trip I ever made in my life. Mm. Hospitals, medicine, sickness, pain. It was so crazy trip. I, I don't even wish my worst enemy this, mm. you know, that was so crazy, you know, and it's not easy, you know, some people have to go through that, whatever you want or not. And I remember one thing she said when, just before she died, she said to me like this, I don't know what they tell in English, you have to explain to them, but she said, don't waste your life. Don't waste your life. Hmm. She, and that was in my head for years. Don't waste your life. Don't waste your life. So I was saying to myself, okay, I'm not gonna waste my life. I'm gonna do the best I can with my life because I don't know when it's time for me to go. So when I'm gonna go, I must feel that I do my best and I did everything I can. Mm. Mm. So that was a good uh, advice. Mm. Don't waste your life, you know. And what are your future plans now? What what's happening this year? And well, this year I gonna record a Vis Huiva, a folkloric album, and I was very happy for that because I really do what I love to do, you know, <laughs> music. But now I do it a folkloric way and calling all these Swedish old school singers and musicians, and that is so funny. I really love that, you know, just change. Totally. Yeah, that must. What what a change. Yeah, Swedish I folklore. Do, I have do two albums already. Mm. They are on Spotify. But mm. then I have my real name. If you, when I rap and do hip hop and urban music, I'm Doga Dogalito. Mm. But when I do the Vis album, the folkloric album, my name is my real name, Douglas Leon. So you Douglas can find that on Spotify too. Uh, if you write Douglas Leon, then you find two albums. One album I sing with. Lil Babs, Jack Breswick, Willy Crawford, Anna Salene. And the other album, I uh, do covers on Björn Afzelius' best songs with his band, mm. the Globetrotters. Wow. All the old guys playing. Yeah. Even Mikkel Villesmi and singing in one song. So I have to do two of this type of albums. I, I don't know if you you might not sing that, but I love his uh, two sambitar, the, oh. the yeah, yeah, very nice. I yeah, think that's it's that's yeah. uh, film. Allting kan gå i men det hjärta kan gå i tusen bitar. Yeah. See, I'm trying to sing here to see if I can be on the next yeah, album yeah, with Dogen. <laughs> But so now I'm on album number three, and it's so much love and funny, and you know, yes, yeah, I'm really happy to follow my heart, mm. do what I want to do, you know, and I'm doing it. Mm. 
and and so so I can already feel the the best parts with the, doing the music. I mean, you get yeah, the people, yeah, the and the, uh, but are, are there any drawbacks? Any any bad things about you know doing making music or having this as your life? You think? Yeah, it always life is like that. It's always gonna come back. That happened everybody every day. You know, mm. you must just get used to it. Mm. So when you get used to it, say yes, okay, I'm gonna still working. This is life. This is life. You know. Mm. And it was funny, you know. I remember one time I was, because I was singing these series, I was thinking the Tov family is she like, uh, is a family of Swedish Wiesel. Mm. Swedish folk songs with Tov, Ever Tov, Sverbert Tov. They are the, what you say, the flag of Wiesel in Sverige. Mm. They mm. have write so many songs in this way. So, so <laughs> I. The guy I was talking about was uh, Sven Bakhtil. Mm. He was living in London. I was calling him because I had met him in, in some show we did together in in Swedish channel SVT. And I was asking him, he said, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds good. He said. But when I was calling him, he totally uh, changed his tone. No, I don't want to do it like this. I don't know even know who you are. Flick. Yes, they know. And then I asked his grandson, because I know mm. him, because he was saying, oh, he's calling, no problem. And then he says, he didn't know who you are when he was calling. He, probably he didn't hear you. you know? mm -hmm. Just, so it was really funny. So now I can, even if it was a bad thing for me, now I can, you know, tell the story with happiness. You know? Yeah, yeah. I still love him, you know, yep. but it was really funny. So mm. when things like that did happen in life, it's just life, you know. Mm. So, so well, well, it's like the meeting with you and me. I try to find interesting guests for this show, and I've written, you know, a lot of people mm. who actually said that, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested, and then they kind of nothing happens. And I, I usually yeah. write once again, and just, but if they if they don't uh, show more interest, then I think now they probably don't want it. So, and then just by chance, you know, uh, writing you, and you were like. Yeah, where are you? I'll come. Yeah, <laughs> it was like nice so really fun. I like to I like to do work and and you know, my inspiration is to meet people. Then I use it in music. Mm. So I need people all the time to mm. to do songs. To you know, so for me it's just more inspiration. Well, wow. somebody wants to meet me. Let's go to see what's happening. Mm. Sometimes I talk to me to myself like this. Oh, now we're gonna see what God has for me over there. And then I go there and things happen, you know. Mm. So I always think it's like that. And it's happened to me too, like people never answer, never come back. Mm. You know, I want to do something with them. It's happened even to me. So mm. that's life, you know. Mm. And then yeah. I, I I I start to change it. Okay, then this person wasn't meant for me. Mm. It's nothing more. You know, probably I go another way. And then I find a better musicians. Mm. Oh, and then I sit and say, ah, uh -huh, that's why this uh, energies went over here you know? mm. so it's it got better in the end anyway yeah yeah get better in the end yeah always always mm. always get better in the end i promise you yeah that's good yeah. very very good this will if you don't like this show it will get better in the end okay we know that yeah, yeah it's gonna be good i am promised yeah it's always like that uh, well, uh, as I uh, usually say, um, this pod is not always about pain, and this episode has actually been 
almost nothing about pain, and and I really like this. It's uh, it's been a pleasure to meet you. Uh, you. Really, uh, you. a new a new person that kind of crosses one's life and. You always get some impressions that you will use later on. And, and hopefully the listeners will uh, hear some uh, good thoughts that you actually uh, have told us about. Yeah, yeah. This topic, this program can be about happiness. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what I am. I try to be happy, you know. <laughs> I've seen so much dark and bad days, so I just want to be happy and spread the happiness to people. Mm. You actually did that in this uh, episode, although we we did speak about some very serious things, but on a good level, we're still smiling, you and me. (laughs) So uh, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure, really. Thank you very much. Thank you.